something to the time where we're just gonna, we're gonna remember because again, I believe that what we are doing today in the spiritual realm is very big in the city and the town of Mooresville. Um, at the moment, we have um, over 100 officers who are not on duty. And we have the county and we have the state guys who are filling in for them, at least for 24 hours so that these uh, men and women can grieve what's going on. Um, I mentioned that they called in the chaplains last night, and um, you know, as more and more people began to get there to the, to the department, it was, as you can imagine, the range of emotions from rage, from anger, to tears, to anything you can imagine in between, uh, disbelief, um, just all kinds of things that were, that were going on uh, early into the morning hours this morning. So as I began to think this morning, how do we respond? Because I want to be a light in this community. Uh, physically, um, also spiritually, many of you have the opportunity, have had the opportunity to meet Kathy Baldwin. She is normally here for second service. Um, she has white hair, kind of bobbed right here, sweet lady, about this tall, um, Really sweet lady. She is also a chaplain with the volunteer chaplain with the Mooresville Police Department, and she responded to Carolina's Medical Center Charlotte last night. So she's the one who called me to let me know what was going on, so that she could be with the uh, the officers who were down there, but also with the fiance, the mom. I believe there was a sister, um, a stepdad, and the brother of this officer made it into town at seven o'clock this morning. Charlotte Mecklenburg took him where he needed to be. So you see the community's kind of coming together with everything that's going on. So that's just a general timeline of, of what's been happening. I want to encourage you, this will be the first thing I want to talk about here in just a moment, but as you pray this week, um, several different folks that we're going to pray for this morning, but there's going to be a service that you will all hear about. This is making national news. This is a big deal. That's why I want to cover our community in prayer. I want to be a watchman standing on the wall, standing on the tower. It talks about, I believe, in Ezekiel. I want to be that guy standing on the wall spiritually for our community. So that's why we're taking time to do this and not go into our new series today. We'll do that in two weeks. Stasha's going to be speaking next week for Mother's Day. There's plenty of time to get to that. But be praying during that funeral service because there's going to be a lot of broken hearts, a lot of questions. As I was praying with the officers last night, all I could pray was, pray was, God, we have more questions than we have answers. Have you ever been there? What I want to talk to us about today is uh, just a, a living room talk of how do you respond in the face of tragedy? Because this is not... Currently, it is a Mooresville town thing. We're facing this in the town of Mooresville, and I want to give you an idea of how we can respond. But if you haven't faced tragedy, there, there comes a point where you will. I mean, that's not a doom and gloom thing. It's just, it's just life. You'll face bad news. You'll face tragedy, whether it be in your own family, if you face it at work, or if you face it in your neighborhood, or a good friend. You may face these. So I want to give you three things to do in the moment that you face tragedy. And some of what I'm going to talk about, not a lot, a lot most of what I'm talking about comes from the Word. Um, but last year, the council sent me to Charlotte for some training. It was called uh, Critical Incident Training. I can't remember the exact name. But thank you for investing in that. Because last night, when I got to the police department, 
1130, I didn't know what to do. And I had training. I had to rely on the Holy Spirit. You will find times where you know what to do, you know what you're supposed to do, but you'll get in the middle of those situations and you just have to rely on the Holy Spirit. Now, training does kick in, and I believe that happens because the Holy Spirit brings back to your remembrance those things that, that you have studied, that you have applied yourself to. And I saw him do that last night. Praise God for that. The other chaplains as well. A guy who has been doing this for umpteen years was standing there looking at us. He used to be the, the police chaplain, the head police chaplain. He said, guys, I have no words. I've studied. I've been through umpteen courses on this stuff. I have no words because it hit close to home. So how can we respond in this moment to our community and if we ever face things like this? First of all, pray. Pray. Worship is part of prayer. That's why we did that this morning. So what I'm going to have us do today is we're going to have one, two, three, four, four or five things that I want us to pray about. And I've asked a couple people to pray in these areas I don't have every slot filled, so I may say, does anybody feel led to pray in this area? This is, this is a, look at this as a living room today, not a church sanctuary. It's, this is a living room today. We're just being raw and we're being real with what's going on. We're going to pray for the family. Um, I mentioned the fiance. I mentioned that there was a sister, that there's a brother who flew in, there's a mom and there's a stepdad. That's all that I'm aware of. There could be other family. That's all that I'm aware of. So we're going to pray for the family. We're going to pray for the police department. We're also going to pray for the rescue and first responders. I'll fill you in on that here in just a little bit. I want us to, within that, we'll be praying for our community. And let me read something to you quickly out of, uh, and again, I apologize for my laptop being up here. All this just came together this morning. But Exodus 33 verse 11 says this, As surely as I live, says the sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of wicked people. We're going to pray for the shooter of the family of the shooter. Now, as I mentioned, he's no longer with us. And I'll get to this in a few moments too. We've got to watch our words over the next few days and how we respond to him and what he did. But last night, two precious little girls that were his daughters, came into the police department. And we had to give them a Happy Meal. They didn't know what was going on. But I'm praying that the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit shapes their life, not what their dad did. My understanding is he did not live in the home, but he went to the home where they were when he took his life. Fortunately, they were not too exposed to any of that. So we're going to pray for the family of um, the shooter last night. So I want us to begin by praying um, for the family of the officer and he's up there, Officer Sheldon, Officer Jordan Sheldon. Who feels led this morning that you want to pray for his family? Is there anybody? I'm going to call. I've got people I can call on. But does anybody feel like, I want to pray for this family today. I need to pray. Christine. Christine.
Lord, I just lift up this family. They didn't expect this loss. It's such a tragedy in their lives, Lord. But Father God, you're there. You will help them through it all. And so, Father God, at this time, I ask that you would give them peace and love, Lord, towards each other, that no one lash out at the other because they're hurting so badly. So, Father God, I just lift up this family to you, and I ask that you would meet every single need that they have, whether it be financial or food or whatever it is, Lord. But right now, Lord, they need to know that you are there among their midst, that you love them and that you have your arms around them, that you are protecting them from any further hurt. Father God, that there be no condemnation, there be no um, vicious words spoken, Lord, just words of love and compassion and understanding because that's who you are, Lord, and they need you right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Christine. I want us to pray for the police department, and let me give you a little bit of direction. I don't have anybody specifically for this one, so if no one wants to pray, I can pray at this point, but we, want, we need to pray for um, Chief Williams. This is his second situation, first at Mooresville, um, but I think he's from Tarboro is where he came from, if I'm not mistaken, but he had a situation, very similar situation there as well. Um, it was a, the death of an officer. I don't believe it was a shooting. But, um, I mean, you could just, I mean, last night he was, he was having to be robotic because he had a department to take care of. He's human, <laughs> And he needs, he needs God's presence and peace. I want to pray for the uh, canine unit. Um, I thought there was five, but I believe there's six, guys. There's some pictures on, that I have reposted on my Facebook page, and there's, it shows six handlers there. Of course, now there, there are five. Um, I had the opportunity to go into the room where they were, and... Um, we were just kind of wandering around, and you know, there's some officers, and so this chaplain prayed with this group, um, another chaplain prayed with this group, and I got here and, and I saw them, so I went in and realized then that they were the hand. One of the guys I had gone on a ride along with. Officers do not show emotion, as a general rule, but behind those closed doors, it's a different story. We need to pray for strength for these guys. So the chief. The, hand, the other handlers, because they were a tight group, but for the other men and women who are part of the police department, especially third shift, the guys who worked with him, the girls who worked with him, um, it was a tough night. So anybody feel like you want to pray for our police department? Anybody? Luke, you got it? Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the guardians you give us. Father, we thank you for the people you send our way to stand in the gap. Lord, it's, it's truly a blessing to have these people. God, I ask that you lift up Chief Williams and his family and all of those below him and around him, God, that you let him feel what he feels. You let him mourn and let him feel the loss of what I'm sure was a friend. God, I ask that you stand in the gap for him and his family, that as he chooses and he steps up as his role of leadership that you guide him with wisdom and strength and that you show the people below him that he can feel what he feels but he can also be a leader lord we thank you for the leaders that you anoint in our lives god and i ask that you just continue to lay your hands on chief williams
And Lord, I also lift up the canine units and their handlers. Lord, that it's never easy to lose a close friend or a close coworker, and that you you mourn with them. And it, I know that you hurt seeing us hurt, Father. But I ask that you give us a hope in this time of hurt. Lord, give them a hope in this time. Allow them to to just walk in peace, knowing that their their brother is in a better place. Allow them to stand strong in their position and with their families, but also allow them to feel what they feel, God. And also, I ask that you just lift up our police officers, those that are in the town and also from the county and state that came in to fill those positions while our officers are on leave. Lord, I ask that as our hearts are breaking for Officer Sheldon and his family, that you you strengthen our hearts with a hope that is only from you. Lord, that you give us a happiness and a peace that comes from the rest of the Father. Because you are laying our, a hand of protection over us, and you're, you're seeing the end goal here. You, you see what's beyond this. You see what's beyond the hurt, God, and I ask that you open our eyes to that as well. And allow us as abundant life to stand in the gap for our officers through prayer and through intercession. Lord, that there are, there are powers beyond physical that are at play here, God, and I ask that you allow us to fight those with the power of God. Lord, equip us to be there for our police officers, for our first responders, and allow us to be in support of them and to just show our support for them, Lord. We thank you so much for what you're doing your grace and your mercy and the way that you're working through this, God. Because ultimately you work through every circumstance. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I've asked Mr. Stowe if he would pray for um, our the rescue and first responders. Um, after I'd finished praying with the handlers, they were looking for someone who could go down to station five of our first responders. If you're not familiar with where that is, the corner of 21 and um, Raleigh School Road across from the golf course. That's where Station 5 is. It sits off, I mean, you really, unless you're looking for it, you can't see it. But five of those um, first responders came to the scene and, and initiated CPR, all their life-saving measures that they could. So um, they just wanted someone to go down and check on them to see how they were doing. And, um, you know, they're processing it as well. Uh, some of these guys knew uh, Officer Sheldon or no other police. You know, these guys work closely together. They're doing accidents together. They're doing all kinds of things together. But um, so anyway, I want us to pray for all of our first responders because they see a lot that most of us, well, let me speak for me. I couldn't handle. I don't know that I could handle what they see, but Mr. Stowe was a first responder and a firefighter for many years. So ask him if he would pray. We think about these men, ladies, who come to clean up. They choose to subject themselves to these things, to these hardships, to these defeats, to these... Sometimes you feel like you just failed. But Lord, I pray by your spirit that our hearts would be renewed, their faith in mankind would be renewed. They would turn their 
thoughts and their affections and their hurts toward you and allow your spirit to work in their lives because they're going to go on doing what they do. And they're going to face this again. But for this time, for this day, I pray you would minister peace and love to them. Lord, that no hate, no sense of failure would sneak into their lives, that they might go on giving as they give. In Christ's name. Thank you, Mr. Stone. I want us to pray for our, just our community in general. There's going to be a lot of emotion, a lot of anger, a lot of blaming, a lot of all the things that go on, um, a lot of tears, a lot of, man, this can really produce a sense of um, a lack of security in people. And I, let me go back to this. Let's not, not lose focus on what we're doing right now. We're standing in the gap in the spirit for our community. What we're doing is very important. I don't know, can you feel the weight? The Bible says to bear one another's burdens. There are believers who are at the police department who are at rescue uh, all over. And I believe in the spirit, we're helping to bear their burdens right now. This is a good thing that we're doing this morning, okay? It's out of the ordinary, but it's, I believe, very much a scriptural thing that we're doing. So... Getting back to community, we need to pray that there's unity in our community. Um, that word is right in there. Um, but also that the evil one, Satan himself, is just rebuked from doing. I mean, UNCC, now this, all around the nation, all around the world. You know, there's a lot. But let's, let's pray for our community uh, this morning. Anybody want to pray in that sense? Anybody feel led for that? Allison. God, we just come before you today and we ask for your blessing on this community. God, that you would um, allow us to be your hands and feet when it's appropriate, that you would give us the wisdom to um, be a unifying force in this community. God, that you would um, that you would place a hedge of protection around our community, and that as people come, um, news crews or um, the state people coming in to fill in, that they would feel your presence here, that they would feel your protection because of the prayers of your people, God, in this community, and we just thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 And then you can stay back there, Luke. I'm, I'm going to ask Dwayne again, uh, this service, if he would pray for the family um, of the shooter. I, I don't know who all is involved in his family. Not a whole, well, I haven't read a whole lot of details. I mean, my heart was broken. Those girls, I don't know if I mentioned their age this service, but they were either three or five or four or six. So they weren't very old. I don't know exactly how old they were. Um, I don't want them to have to carry this the rest of their life. They're going to be aware of it. But the Holy Spirit would supernaturally, that God's plan for their life would be revealed and this would not be a hindrance to the will of God upon their life. Uh, I, I, I don't know his, 
his situation, if he has, you know, I don't know who is alive in his family, his parents, you know, I, I don't know any of that. He was not married. Um, and the, the mother was not his girlfriend. There was no relationship any longer there. So I, I don't know all that. I just, my heart right now is with the girls. And so, um, and it may be any other family that would be involved. But Dwayne, will you uh, pray for them? In Psalms 18, 1 and 2, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my strength, in whom I will trust. My shield and the horn of my strength and my salvation and my stronghold. Father God, our, our hearts are are struggling today. But we don't want to go based on what we feel. We want to go based on what our heart is moving us forward. Lord, we think of this situation as being a as a a challenge and it sure is. But we know with your help and your holy spirit and your people will stand with strong and love and give encouragement to. Lord, we think of these two girls. We lift them up to you, these children. We know that their heavenly Father is there for them. But, Lord, I ask that over time that they will realize their heavenly Father is there as well. God, I just ask you to intervene into situations through their years of growing up that they are not stamped with a negative situation that their lives are matter they add value not because of what to happen is because of what you are in their lives and lord i ask that you give them faith and love and that they have victory in their lives. Lord, I ask that you give them courage as they get older that they can step out and talk about this being a, a testimony of some sort of their lives being changed. Lord, wherever they are, I just ask that there are individuals and family to surround them. Father God, I just thank you that they will be a part of a, um, a way to move forward and not go backwards. Lord, your, your, your community is here for them. And Lord, we, as we pray for the situation, we just thank you for your grace, your hand. Hold them in your hands, Lord, that these girls will be a shining light of your faith and praise you for them father lord we love you and exalt your holy name in jesus name we pray amen thank you Dwayne. thank you for everyone who is um, out loud praying and of course the rest of us are praying as well so how do we respond to those moments of crisis how do we respond to those moments of the unexpected pray let this be a good 
launching point for obviously our community now, but even in the future, pray. How else do we respond? By the way, let me bring this back for a moment. We're praying for our community. Your community could be your tribe, your family. Today it happens to be Mooresville. The faith element of this is in prayer. We have faith in God. We also have faith in the gifts that God has given to other people. We have faith in the impossible, what Dwayne just prayed, the seemingly impossible. Can we say that? We have faith in that. The second thing, how do we respond, pray? Love. How do we love during this time, um, specifically with the town of Mooresville? Thank an officer and a first responder. Just, they, they always need it. <laughs> they get enough. If there's anything negative, I'm going to say it's this. They get enough bad press. Um, and I emphasize the word press. They get enough of that. So thank an officer, thank a first responder. Um, they love it. I mean, they, you know, most of the, especially the guys, you know, they're, they're tough. And the ladies, they, want, they don't want to think that they're, and they don't need to think that they're any in fear or anything, but, you know, they're tough as well. But they love that. They really do. It just helps them to know that for those who are believers, that they're doing what God has called them to. For, you know, those who are yet to be believers, that you know, maybe there's a spiritual thing that, you know, as you're thanking them and you're placing your hand upon them, you know what, I, man, I just believe that there's a, there's a silent prayer that's going out to that they discover who Jesus is. So thank an officer and a first responder. How do you do that? Well, you go up, pat them on the back, these type of things. Pay their bill. I've done that a few times. You see them at a restaurant, pay their bill. We're going to start talking about generosity and stewardship in two weeks. So start early. <laughs> Let me say this. I don't feel like I have to talk a lot about that to you guys because you're so generous already. But just, you know, as a practical way. I will, just in, as a word of caution, tensions are extremely high with our officers right now, so do not come up behind them and put your hand on them. Their tensions are extremely high. Their guard is through the roof. Let them see you. Then you can pat them on the shoulder or, or shake their hand or fist bump, something like that. Um, but definitely don't startle them. Their tensions are very high at this point. <clears throat> Pray, love, and finally what I want to talk about is watch your words. And this is in any kind of crisis, but we're talking about what's going on in the town of Mooresville. But even with your own situations where you face difficult times, Watch your words. What do I mean by that? Well, the Bible says in Matthew 5.43, you have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, and that way you will be acting as true, true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? So what I'm saying is just watch your words. You know, there's nothing else we can do for the shooter. There's nothing else we can do. But we don't need to continue to dishonor. I don't even want to use that word. Basically, it does no good for us to speak evil in those moments. He's not our enemy anymore, right? I mean, he, he took his life. But what does the scripture say? Frankly, there's nothing else that we can do for... Officer Sheldon at this point, right? So either way, there's, 
We, we just pray. We pray for those who are not our enemies. That's easy to do, but uh, even, even pray for in your situation. This situation is not necessarily applicable, but in your situation, pray for your enemies when there's times of crisis. That's straight from the Word. And don't forget what we read here just a few moments ago in Ezekiel 33. As surely as I live, says the Sovereign Lord, I take no pleasure in the death of wicked people. You know, I'm going to be really just honest with you. You know how you get when, you can, when you're tired? I probably shouldn't close this yet. When you're tired, you, you don't always say godly things necessarily. But I was on the way home last night. It was probably 2.30ish, something like that. And I was tired. I was mad. It was starting to make sense what had happened because in that moment, you're just reacting, right, to what's going on. And on my way home, I started reflecting on what had happened. Um, we lost an officer. This guy uh, took his own life. And this thought came across my mind. Well, that's one less person the taxpayers have to take care of. And the Holy Spirit immediately rebuked me. Immediately rebuked me. Let's not let those words come out of our, of our mouth. There's no room for it. There's no place for it. it. It does no good whatsoever to have those thoughts. All it does is it takes up room in your spirit. It takes up room in your mind. It takes up room in your heart because that's bitterness towards a person. Was it a horrible act? Yes. Unthinkable. Pure evil. I don't know all the details, so I can't speak to how it happened necessarily, but the officer was in a defenseless position. Initial reports, all that's going to come out later. But at the same time, the Holy Spirit rebuked me. He says, no, not according to Scripture. I take no death, no pleasure in the death of wicked people. So we can't either. We really can't. This is a lost soul. That's sad. I don't know what happened to him, and I'm not defending him at all. Please do not hear me defending what happened or making excuses for why he did. That is not what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, that's a lost soul, and that's tragic. Very tragic. So, what do you do in your times of crisis? Pray, love, and watch your words. We can take that with us, can't we? Not only for now, for this circumstance and this situation, but, but we can take that with us. Um, thank you for just allowing this time this morning. Um, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. 
I'm getting chills right now. Mm -hmm. Stop that. Mm -hmm. Who am I to judge? Don't judge. Look at the life that's going around. Yeah. And the same thing is, is horrific mm -hmm. is what happened last night. God does not want us to judge. Yeah. And the same thing with Ellen Cates. Melanie has written two letters, three letters. We have not heard back from the portion from the from the donor family. Guys, there is a reason God does not want Melanie to know where that heart came from. Be it a bad situation, a ugly situation, that's in God's hands. Right. That's in none of our hands. Right. So who are we to judge or think? Yeah. So I just have to share that. Thank you for sharing that. No, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Those are ugly thoughts. His thoughts are higher than all thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. There's a scripture that talks about that. And it's easy to, like I said, on the way home, man, I just, that thought came to me. And it was, as soon as it came to my mind, it was like, my mom's not here right now. But it was like when I did something wrong, which was very rare, but when I did something wrong, <laughs> she would, no, you don't, boy. And she, find a belt somewhere or something and take care. It was that kind of experience. I take no pleasure in the death of the wicked. So, but for this family, for this department, let's continue to, um, rem Hannah, can you put that picture up one more time? Let's continue to remember him. Um, remember the department. Whenever you drive by, you may not be able to, um, you know, shake the hand of an officer or an EMT or anything like that. But when they drive by you or you drive by them at that moment, dear Jesus, give them your peace and your strength. And do that. Make that a habit from now on. <laughs> you know, just something that you do. So, Can we stand this morning?